What the hell am I looking at? When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. How soon? Sir! What? We've identified their location. Where? It's the moon of Vega. Good work. Set a course and prepare for our arrival. When? 1900 hours, By sir. By high noon tomorrow, they will be our prisoners. Who? What? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. Oh, uh, I get it now. <laughs> oh, I get it, I get it. <laughs> so how you doing, man? I literally looked at the floor. How <laughs> <laughs> are you going? <laughs> Christina, where's the knowledge? Yeah. Uh, yeah it's in here with me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going well. I just learned that Legos makes flowers, and they're fucking amazing crazy right dude that's one of the coolest things i've ever seen legos got their dirty paws and everything Jeez, man. and what the beauty of them is well for them at least is they charge a shitload uh, i mean yeah. legos are expensive yeah like if you if you did not buy the the uh, this is kind of on brand too if you did not buy the ghostbusters um the house what is it the uh, fire station, fire station yeah. when it came out it was at an ungodly price of like 350 dollars you mm-hmm. know like that is crazy i'm not paying it how much is it now thousand thousand dollars if you want one that's and, insane and then they don't it doesn't matter if it's sealed as long as you have all the all pieces. the pieces and that's why a lot of people on thousand dollars for legos yeah, dude it's crazy i have the scooby-doo Ma- haunted mansion and it's worth like uh it's worth three hundred dollars. Yeah. It's still worth like two hundred and fifty dollars, even open in a ziploc because we kind of put it together every wow. Halloween. Yeah. And put it up as a decoration. Oh nice. But I'm telling you, the Lego business, this is how uh huge the Lego business or how obsessed people are because yeah. only specific figures come with specific uh, things and you can't get them any other way. So my Scooby Doo mansion is complete, except it's missing Velma oh. because I sold that bitch for sixty dollars. Oh shit, sixty dollars. That's I said, insane. I do not like Velma that much. Yeah, Jinkies, I got motherfucker. Daphne. What do I need Velma for? Sixty dollars, Jinkies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's a it's a market, and they yeah. vault stuff. Yeah. So once it's vaulted, they never bring it back out again. Oh, that's Dave. Dave's texting me. Yeah, see, <laughs> what do you want, Dave? <laughs> I should call him, put him on mic right now. I know a little what German. What are you interviewing, <laughs> inter- uh, erupting us for? <laughs> oh, so man. how's your week been, man? Uh, pretty good, man. Yeah? Yeah. Did a, little, uh, did a little mobile massage. Did a lot of other massage. Nice. Day off today. Went to go do my laundry. Place was packed. Gonna go back and do my laundry later. You saw a good movie? I haven't seen oh, it Oh, dude. I haven't seen it yet. But oh, and, and it's a couple of weeks away, I probably could just buy it. So, yeah. Uh, so, but I've been I've been on the radar for that for a long time because I follow him and I follow Pat Oswalt on Twitter and they've both been tweeting about it like crazy when it came out. Uh-huh. So I knew about it and I had watched the trailer. And it's weird that you you texted me like the day after I showed my mom the trailer. I wanted to text you at twelve thirty at night, <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. I probably saw the trailer earlier that day, which was crazy. Yeah, see, I saw and it the on trailer Facebook. Is, the, the trailer shows like the whole fucking movie but, right but it's good, it's good so trailer. i saw it on facebook as i was scrolling and the movie is nobody um <laughs> and i always do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and 
I literally just saw Bob Odenkirk and Christopher Lloyd shooting guns. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't even want to watch this yeah, trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had no idea. When I saw it on Redbox, I was like, is that that movie? And I'm like, yeah. come on, how many Bob Odenkirk movies are yeah. there out right now? And so I had no idea what it was about when I watched it. It's perfect for him because the difference between that and the John Wick is you expect John, you expect Keanu to be able to do that right. type of shit. Yeah. And the Dude, card, he's so we'll a, go deep. Like you should put it on our 200 wild card or something. Then yeah. We, then I'll that's a good be idea. sure I'll watch it before. Yeah. Then that's a good you. idea. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. It, dude. So it's, yeah, it's I'll definitely super watch it enjoyable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. Oh. He's awesome anyways. Yeah. When I've been watching him in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and that he was a writer for like Saturday Night Live for like years mm-hmm. and just did like little bit parts for longest time. Wasn't he in the man show? Isn't that where he was with uh, David Cross? Possibly. It, it well, was him no, and David Cross. Not the no. man show. It was that something was, else. That was Mr. Show with Bob and David. Oh, Mr. Show. Yeah, That's that was, was fucking yeah, yeah. hysterical, dude. And I brought the knowledge of the uh, Kids in the Hall coming back. To oh, that. man. I almost <laughs> wore a Kids in the Hall shirt today, but I had green shorts on and the Kids in the Hall shirt was yeah, green. Yeah, they're all, they're all back and they're all looking good. Yeah. 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 Well, good. except for, uh, uh, what's the, is it Kevin? It's one of the Kevins. I can't remember which one. But he's looking, he's <laughs> looking not so good. We had a couple of great trailers drop this week. The Halloween Kills trailer oh, was dude. killer. But have you seen the Many Saints of Newark trailer, the prequel to uh, Sopranos? I did. It's I saw crazy. that like yesterday, yeah, it dude. Looks crazy. That kid looks well, just him. like him, it's, dude. It's, it's his son. Oh, That's Gandolfini's no shit. son. Are you serious? Yeah. They got him. Wow, I don't even know how much. Uh, he hasn't been acting for a whole lot, but people were like, you need to get Gandolfini's son in this. Wow. And he dude. looks good, man. Yeah, man. And uh, there's a lot of great character actors. John Bernthal's in it, and uh, this is gonna be, it's going to be good. And that movie's going to make some October money. October 1st, HBO, free for everybody. You know, and the thing is, is like, I... I I never finished watching this. I didn't either. You know, I'm gonna. I'll watch it before then. Though. But I bet you, like, yeah. you really wouldn't have to. But I also bet you that there will be. It all would be kinds more of, enjoyable. It, yeah, sure. but I bet you there'll be all kinds of little yeah. Easter eggs where, like, if you know the series, there yeah. are things that will happen that probably catapulted events in the future, yeah. and you'd be like, oh shit. We were talking about going back through it because we've seen every other major, like, huge TV show ever yeah. made. I never. And Sopranos is those, always dude. one on the top of them. Uh, they're always fantastic. Game of Thrones yeah. never seen an ep- uh, single episode. Um, Westworld. I, and I want to watch it. Never seen a single episode. <laughs> I like, watch them all. Yeah, you They're know. Good. Man, what, another thing I was telling you about, and you'll have to uh, get to it at some point, is uh, that Quentin Tarantino Rogan pod. Oh, yeah, dude. Is next level. Good. I bet. Next level. Good. I read an excerpt about oh, the Bruce man. Lee part. It's so funny, man. Yeah. That whole stuff he was talking about, I'll, I'll tell a little bit about it. But he, he went through his entire career. He was talking about how he got $30,000 to make Reservoir Dogs, and it was a three-hour discussion. It was awesome. Yeah. And anytime anyone goes on Rogan, you're always waiting for whoever drops the bombshell of something. It's going to be in the uh, in the main entertainment thread the next day. Uh-huh. And it's always misconstrued, or it's always like a little blurb just to get for clickbait yeah, absolutely, and shit dude. and everything. And they almost could tell that this was go- what it was going to be about. And it was obviously, it was the Bruce Lee thing. Uh-huh. And it was hilarious him talking about it. His exact words were, he's like, I can understand his uh, daughter being upset, yeah. but everyone else could suck a dick. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And and <laughs> I get it, was, it. It had me like laughing out loud. Yeah. He he says, I half the stuff in there is straight out of the uh, out of the book, uh, uh-huh. the autobiography of uh, of him by his like uh, his wife, and then uh, man, he ripped on his wife. Told her, he called her a fucking liar uh, because Bruce Lee's wife. Uh, yeah, it was something over. Um, the Enter the Dragon. Apparently, mm. she said that he had written. Uh, no, it was not Enter the Dragon. What was it? 
damn, I'm going to get it wrong. There was something that was, oh, no, it was Kung Fu. You know, uh, the David Carradine Kung Fu? Yeah. I, apparently, uh, she said that Bruce Lee had written that years before then and everything, which is a lie. The, uh, the, the screenwriter wrote it years before Bruce Lee and yeah. uh, did it. So there was a, some animosity there. But it was just great listening to him drop all this knowledge oh, yeah, uh, on there and explaining his his uh, mindset with writing and how he's still planning on only doing 10 films and dipping out. And you could see why you listen to him you listen to like one of the most brilliant no dude i mean he's like you know he he's like someone with add on like crack you know what i mean like when he talks he just a hundred miles an hour you know and like and it's so like captivating just to listen to what goes on inside of his head, dude? Yeah. Like, I, I'm definitely gonna. And check again, it out. they talked about him like now uh, the Kanye West pod. Like, I won't be listening to. No, it. that's a ridiculous, yeah. that's a ridiculous <laughs> one. Uh, this was a definite one. I even texted my mom and said, "You gotta listen to it because Quentin's one of her favorites." Mm. And uh, yeah, he even talked about like dealing with the fractured, uh, changing the timeline, the history of things. Yeah. Like at the very end of right. uh, Once Upon a Time and in uh, Inglorious Bastards when he killed Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> in the end, yeah. And he's like, he's like, everyone seemed to like the Hitler thing. Yeah. Right. If there yeah. were a couple, uh, if there were any other douchebags that deserved to die more yeah. <laughs> than the, the, these fuckers. Yeah, so. let us know. Uh, oh, man, it was fun. So, yeah, definitely check that out. But today. Oh, excited, oh, dude. Today. This is a big day. You remember that total eclipse of the sun about a week ago? <laughs> we're going to be talking some Rick Moranis. Hoser. <laughs> you, you hoser. <laughs> I gotta take a piss so bad I can taste. Yeah, that was There's a really so, good impression. So many dude. great lines, and I. This is someone we grew up. With oh yeah, dude. big time. Yeah, man. I mean, he was through the '80s and halfway through the '90s, and then that's when he disappeared. Do you know the uh, the reason for him leaving? I do. He so apparently, <clears throat> for anyone listening who doesn't know, his wife got breast cancer and died. Yeah. she was like 35 years old. That's insane. And he was like, well. I, he tried for a little while, but you know how the movie business is. You got to yeah. fly here, you got to fly there, and he's raising two little girls. Yeah, and so he said he stepped away from the movie business to yeah. to raise his kids, and he said he was going to plan on doing it for a little bit, and a little bit became a little bit more, and a little yeah. bit became more than that, and he eventually decided they didn't miss it at all. I mean, I <laughs> like, and I'm not putting him down because I fucking love yeah. Rick Moranis. I I guess he just had enough, you know, residuals oh, from these shit, movies yeah. he's that got like money. he made yeah. he made a boatload in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. So. He could easily just live off that ghost. He could probably just live off Ghostbusters yeah, probably money, uh, forever. I mean, God, those... <laughs> please let him come back. That would see. That's the thing. If and, I hear that Rick because Marin- his, his daughters are old now, his older, and yeah. they're probably moved out, and it's the opportunity is here. And he is obviously really, really good and really, really funny. Yeah. Now, because he started early on uh, with SCTV, but the. You would lose the audience would lose their freaking. I I would applaud them for keeping it silent. That's that thing because the, that's what it would have to take. Yeah, he would have to be smuggled te- dude, onto the set. I'm telling you, what you do is you don't smuggle him onto the set. You go and you build the set where he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that might draw a little bit more. Attention uh, no man, in, a, in an airport hangar, something like that. Yeah. You know, it would and, have to be overseas. Like I'll meet you in Tunisia, right, where nobody <laughs> knows who we are, yeah. and we're gonna go do this, and it's gonna be us and 20 people. Because I will be in the theater. I was in the theater for in uh, 1984 to see the original oh, Ghostbusters, yeah. and I will be in the uh, theater to see this new one. Absolutely. And uh, 
if he pops out on screen, I will, I will fucking, lose my shit. I will scream. <laughs> Everyone will lose I will their scream. shit. Because like, he's universally loved. Yeah. Everyone knows his story. Everyone wants him to come back. And, and that's the thing, dude. That's, like, there's no better way to come the, back than that. Dude, he, and, and you know, because I was thinking about our pod earlier today. Like, I would love to see him do some, like, dark shit. <laughs> like, I bet you he would be so good as, like, a deranged fucking murderer. Like, yeah. Because you'd never expect it. It's you know true. What I, mean? I mean, like, dude. He, he could have done that one-hour photo. I, seriously, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he could have definitely. He could have. I don't know if that's So you got ad- some pictures, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's his aspirations at all. Did you ever see? We grew up uh, up north. They played SCTV on, I saw on it, television all the time. I saw it on Nick at Night when I yeah. used to stay with my Aunt Mary. Oh, cool. So you um, saw it young. Yeah, dude, super young. Like, I can barely remember it, but mm-hmm. I remember Bob and Doug. Yeah, Bob you know? and Doug. I re- Ed Grimley, the, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. played by Martin uh, Short, when he has yeah. the, uh, the, the alfalfa like yeah. point. I'm as doomed as doom can be, I must say. Right. Uh, Joe Flattery played Dracula, uh, and it, he's the guy who plays uh, uh, Jackass. Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah, also yeah. the pilot, and uh, he's in a lot of these movies. He's in the, he was the pilot in Club Paradise, but yeah, from Happy Gilmore, he was the guy that keeps popping yeah. up, calling him a jackass. Yeah, he's uh, great, and he's in SCTV. Andrea Martin, who I love, Andrea Martin, and um, other than Club Paradise, I can't really recall anything I could kind of pinpoint her. Mm-hmm. Dave Thomas, obviously, the, yeah. yeah. Who Not went, Wendy's uh, Dave Thomas. <laughs> no, the other Dave <laughs> Thomas, uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. He went on to do a TV show. He was like, uh, he was in Grace Under Fire Dude, he was for the, the longest time. He was the ruler of the Coneheads. You must. That's right. Narfle the, the Garthog. Yeah, that's funny, man. <laughs> Uh, who am I missing on SCTV? Oh, uh, Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. Yeah. Who obviously uh, yeah. got famous, famous uh, with the Christopher Guest you, did movies. Did Eugene Levy die? No, he's no. still alive. Yeah. Which, which uh, one of them died recently? One of the troop people? Yeah. From that? Mm, not that yeah. I know of. Sorry, I forgot you. <laughs> I'll remember it when I'm listening to the pod. Dude, like, God like, damn it. This is a fucking terrible, guilty admission. <laughs> Dude, I'll, you know, because I listen to the pods with you and Dave mm. and stuff, you know, and like, I'll be listening and y'all will be trying to think of something and I know what it is. Like, stupid, stupid. And I'll be like, dude, it's fucking Rambo. It's Rambo, <laughs> dude. Like, just talking to the pod. Like, It's uh, always the dumbest thing we probably care about. Oh, yeah, too. absolutely. Or something that I'll say is wrong. Like, I want to come back the next week and be like, okay, so I got this wrong. Like, you know what I mean? It's fucking hysterical. Oh. I'm way too into this pod. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, SCTV. If you're not fa- if you're not familiar with SCTV, it's basically Canadian Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Start off John, John Candy. Candy. Yeah, God, Jesus, we forgot. Sorry, John Candy. big guy. <laughs> I... uh, he didn't die recently, but yeah. no, John Candy was amazing in it, and he was obviously he was. Uh, I remember him playing a reporter a lot on SCTV. Huh. He, he played the reporter. He played the drunk guy at the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was funny. They had a lot of like reoccurring sketches that were really clever and really funny. Yeah. Uh, and basically, Strange Brew kind of came out of that. It was directed by Harold uh, Ramis. Oh, was it? I didn't yeah, Harold, that. Wait, no. Club Paradise was Harold Ramis. Wanted to see if Strange Brew was Harold Ramis, too. Um Howard Ramis definitely, and you'll you'll see a lot of reoccurring kind of. Was he friends. a part of that troupe, or did uh, was he just? No, Howard Ramis wasn't, but he did work with a, a lot of them uh, through different stuff. Let me see, Strange Brew, directed by well, shit, it was directed by Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. They directed themselves. Oh no, shit, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so it must have been uh, well uh, because Ghostbusters was what's his name Ivan Reitman. But uh, you're the director. Harold guy. <laughs> directed it, and Club Paradise was Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Yeah. So we got eleven movies on yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I'd say we start with Strange Brew because that was that was their Wayne's World, you know. It, oh yeah, it was just absolutely. exactly like that. Yeah, to be honest with you, it was pre Wayne's World. It was just Dave and Dave Thomas and Rick Brennan playing like these caricatures of Canadian beer drinkers, yeah, hockey watchers. Ugh. And it's so funny. This was a cult classic. And oh, yeah. I'm afraid a lot of people haven't seen it, and you need to rush and see it because it's it's so brilliant and stupid. But it like it is. I guess Wayne's World is probably a great comparison to it. I watched it yesterday oh. for the first time ever. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I See, couldn't come to this pod and not have seen this <laughs> you gotta movie, be honest, dude. Yeah. I, I probably watched it 50 times yeah. when I was younger. I knew this movie mm-hmm. because my brother watched it 50 times. Uh, but me and I Dave never... often, we'll, we'll just do the music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we'll do all the crazy music. and uh, Yeah. God, I loved it. I still can't believe every time I watch it, I can't believe they got Max von Sydow to do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> or Paul Dooley. Well, Paul Dooley was used to playing kind of goofy and funny. He was uh-huh. the dad in right. uh, Sixteen Candles, and he was oh, okay. Uh, what was the bicycle? He, race he was the breaking uh, away. Right, but he was the uh, like owner guy, right? Yeah, he was yeah. the owner whose right. daughter he was yeah. kind of screwing over. Yeah, there. that's right. It, it's in the their dad who you only heard their voice. That was Mel Blanc. That's why he. Sounded oh, I like, love that. That's why he sounded like a Looney Tunes character yeah, every the time. The whole he, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, "That's Mel Blanc." Yeah. Right? That's absolutely him. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad they got him to do it too. And it was. It's basically these two morons that have a kind of access radio show. Yeah. And that was kind of like. The only part of that was the very beginning and the very end, but that was the show on SCTV. Right, was them in front of the yeah. It was almost like like Weekend Update with with Wayne and Garth. I love how the movie opens with the real lion. Yeah, making fun of the MGM lion, so they have a real lion on stage. Yeah, Rick Moranis is back there cranking his tail. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, it's like what is he drugged or something? Like oh my god, dude! Yeah, every other word is. A and you hoser and right? uh, so funny. Those guys just got that character. Like. It's like don't roar now. Now I'm talking. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so it was goofy. It was silly. It kind of all stemmed on the idea that they wanted to get free beer, so they stuck a little mouse into a bottle, yeah, <laughs> and then brought it in, and then they end up kind of working themselves into the brewery, and then found out there's some notorious kind of evil shit happening at the brewery, right. So, and that's where Max Vaughn comes in, playing an evil character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Like, so remember they, they had the two hockey players? Mm-hmm. So it was basically you drank the beer and then music would control you. Yeah. You it know? made you susceptible. It made you like mind control kind of right. thing when you drank the beer. Yeah. Um, and so they had this big plot that they were going to take all this beer to Oktoberfest mm-hmm. And basically take over the world. Yeah, that's you their know. initial test. Of yeah, how them give the toxic beer to people, and then yeah. just I don't know what he was going to do with them after that. But <laughs> one thing I just like about the cast of the movie, I don't remember who the woman was. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that they say that she's 21, and this woman's clearly like 37. Like, <laughs> like that was the. She's very, all we could get. Yeah, no, that was the very first thing like I noticed when she was on screen because they were like, "Oh, she's 21." Da, da, da. And she comes on screen. I'm like, "That girl is not 21." <laughs> like, no really, need to ID. <laughs> some ridiculous shit in the movie. I loved them electrocuting themselves. Oh yeah, <laughs> when they, they get, because part of the brewery is a mental institute. Yeah. Because why not? Why not? And that's where they, they security were... <laughs> is needed these days. Yeah. Okay. So they just uh, they would go over there and they thought they they were going to get them committed at one point, and then when they got committed, they just started electrocuting themselves and were having a blast. Yeah, with it. yeah. Uh, but when they uh, 
lock Rick Morenis into the the vat. Yeah. Filling it's filling with beer and slowly. Then, slowly and it's him and the girl in there. And he's like, I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And all of a sudden he decides he's just gonna drink all the beer. 6, so when they thousand gallons. <laughs> so the next time they show him, they must have this fake they have this fake body of a big dude in pajamas yeah. that's probably like two stories of a building. Yeah. And it's a little Rick Morenis' head on top. Yeah. And that's where he, I gotta take a piss so bad I can taste it. Yeah. And they bring him to them. Apparently there was a fire just like right around the corner. Yeah. So the next shot is the fire going out and him just like zipping up his And pants. it's regular size Rick Moranis. Yeah. And if that wasn't enough, then they, they had the whole scene where they had to uh, uh, get their dog <laughs> to help with the Oktoberfest. What was it named? Hosehead? Yeah. <laughs> they, they, put a, uh, they put a white stripe down his back to make him look like a skunk. Skunk, yeah. And then he pulled like a half-baked thing where he flew yeah. in the air all the way to the Oktoberfest and dropped down and yeah. scared everyone away from the beer. Oh, so they funny, saved the dude. day, man. Yeah, I love the part where they, uh, they crash the van into the river. Yeah. And the the police officer's like, oh, it's been 10 minutes. He's like, nobody nobody could survive that. <laughs> and they uh, they send divers down, and all three of them are still alive because <laughs> they have empty beer bottles that are full of air. And they're just it like sucking. It must have been a hard fil- scene to film. Oh, yeah. You know, because they were underwater. Yeah. Sure. No, that was, that was funny. But yeah. They was... had that end credit scene I loved because you could tell that they were just rambling off yeah. of each other. And Scrolling then... like with their finger on yeah, the yeah. screen, like, oh, yeah, that guy helped a lot. At the very end, you got to see Rick Moranis just slightly break character. Yeah, it was where he, really where funny. he looked off camera at the director, uh, at, almost asking, is this enough? Do we yeah, have it? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was really, really funny, man. Great movie. Straight classic. I mean, and he didn't have to wait long to go from 83 to 84. Well, when you're, you had Harold Ramis, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd were obviously fam- very familiar with the SCTV guys. Sure. So bringing uh, Rick Moranis on board to Ghostbusters was just kind of a natural thing. Yeah. And then after that, it just sp- spiraled out of control for him. I mean, he did not have to struggle at the beginning of his career. Yeah, there's like a lot of so many made. great movies on here. I mean, this is the fucking list, man. I yeah. mean, every one of these movies I own and every one of these movies everyone should own because yeah. they're just they're just phenomenal. So, Ghostbusters. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Oh, my God. This was, a, this was one of the biggest... If I had to mention the... the if I had mentioned four of the most impactful movies that I watched in my youth, mm-hmm. it was uh, Karate Kid, mm. uh, Ghostbusters, yeah. Goonies, and Back to the Future. Oh, you got to throw so, Gremlins in four, there, too, though. I, I swear that I was sick with asthma issues when it came out, oh, yeah. and I didn't see it because I certainly remember my dad renting it uh-huh. and being super excited to watch in the thing. So I don't think I saw that in the, uh, thing. Obviously, Return of the Jedi was a huge one. For oh me yeah, too. yeah. Uh, but man, there were so many great movies when you were younger like that in the summer times. You just expected them to come out. Ghostbusters, dude. I like just like you're talking about. It's definitely like one of the greatest fucking yeah. movies. Like I still get almost ex- as excited about it now yeah. as I do then. And oh, yeah. I, I mean, how many times do you think you've honestly seen Ghostbusters, dude? Over a hundred. Over a hundred. Easy, yeah. dude. Like, And every time it's on TV, I will stop and I'll play it. Yep. yep. You know, Probably in the last three or four months, there's uh, been two or three times that I've uh, I've caught just different parts of it exactly. that I've left on. Yeah. I did it with Ghostbusters 2 the other day. Yeah. Actually, I did it with Ghostbusters 1 and it got to the end and I was so uh, disappointed that I went and put Ghost... Ghostbusters 2 is actually coming on TV, but I was like, I own all these movies. Why am I watching commercials? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, literally, that's how lazy I am, but I'll get up and I'll, 
I'll drop the Blu-ray and they'll be like, all right, yeah, this yeah. is a lot better. Oh. <laughs> he was so funny in this. Yeah, it's Louis, oh my God. Louis, Louis Skolnick. Yep. Right? Louis uh, Tomey? Was it huh. Louis Tomey? No. I can picture them saying, uh, he says he's the gatekeeper yeah. uh, or the key master. It says, according to this, he's Louis Tomey lives at... 583 West. Man, if I was right about that address. <laughs> I don't think I am. But if I was right about it, that would be great. Uh, let's look at Ghostbusters. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up, but it's bringing up the new one. Da, da, da. <laughs> Do the soft shoe or something, man. Yeah, right. Louis Tully. It Tully, is, okay. Yeah, it is Louis Tully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who did I say? Skolnick. Who is Skolnick? Yeah, oh, it's Revenge of the Nerds, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Hey, man, you just combined two good 80s movies. Yeah, moments. right? No one's going to blame you for yeah. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he well, was so good, man. And as that role, yeah. you know, I just, the very first time you met him, your your radio was up really loud, so I turned my up really loud so yeah. the pe- tenants would think something was wrong with yeah, it. Because he's obviously trying to hit on Sigourney Weaver, oh, yeah, who's yeah. the woman across the hall, you yeah. know what I mean? And like... Oh, and he's having the 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 party and For he's the like, accountants. yeah, some of my accountant accountant friends and I are getting together. Yeah. Like, oh, so funny because I only invite. Uh, I love at the party. He's telling the guests, he says, that's the reason I I use this as a write off. That's the reason I invite you guys instead of real friends. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All right, who brought the dog? Yeah. Oh my oh, god, dude. God, that thing. That dog is what nightmares the were made of dog, back man. there. Yeah. yeah. They have some action figures of that thing out, and they're evil. Looking. I bet evil. Yeah, I bet, dude. Like, do they name those at all? Uh, I, this is funny. I just had this conversation with Eric, and they do have a name for them. Huh. Uh, I I don't want to. I call them the demon dogs, but I think they're got another name yeah. than that. I'm not sure. Yeah, one's the gatekeeper, one's the key master. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie was so good, man. I and if we're specifically talking Rick on this. The scene in Central Park right outside a tavern on the green, that's where he was running from the demon dog, and he was up against the glass. Yes, and good doggy. Just, everyone's yeah. just, maybe I got a milk bone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's eaten. They stop when they hear him scream, yeah. and then they go back to their meal, yeah. which is very New York of them. Yeah, absolutely, dude. <laughs> like, but how did they not see the giant dog? I guess it possessed him, so it probably like went inside of him, and we just didn't yeah. see that. We also should mention out, he, he had a heavy makeout scene with Sigourney Weaver. I mean, when, yeah, when they when he got to her door. Oh, that's right. And yeah. they like embraced and huh. major yeah. uh, make out. And uh, who would have thought <laughs> Rick Morenis, What? How tall is Rick Morenis? That's Yeah, I was going to say because she's probably 5'4", and I think she's uh, – you look up him, I'll look up her. Uh, okay. Because I'm pretty sure at IMDb you can look it up pretty quick here at there yeah, too. Let's see, 5'6". Five, 5'6", uh, six. Five, six uh, and she's 6'1". Yeah. I can't believe she's over six foot. Five, six to six, one. Yeah, that's just the perfect... That's just right for comedy right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm telling you, playing that little guy, because he he reminds me, especially in Club Paradise. I don't know how well you know um, Saturday Night Live, the current Saturday Night Live. The current one? Yeah. Pretty well. He reminds me totally of Kyle Mooney. Do you know Kyle Mooney? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He the guy really who likes is very rap. Rick Morenish. Yeah, yeah. He's the, he does a lot of the rap stuff yeah. and everything. He's, he's just he's, this tiny little kind of uh, guy. He's really funny. Yeah. I, I saw one one time with him, like, paired up like he was, like, having sex with Leslie Jones. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Like, I probably saw it because we've been watching Saturday Night Live forever. It was so fucking funny. Uh, but, yeah, he was so great. And I... Like watching the Ghostbusters, kind of. We were at the age where we were playing Ghostbusters outside. We were playing with the character, yeah. with the action figures and everything. And he was just another one to kind of throw in there that was just 
likable as hell. Oh yeah, dude. You know, and I mean, he overall he had <laughs> he had a, a a smaller role, but I do I loved when um, when they had the. He was at the uh, the firehouse, and they had the brain scan on him. Oh, yeah, when you they know? bring him in. Yeah, and they're, like, interviewing him, and, <laughs> and he was t- telling him about Gozer yeah. and stuff like Gozer that. Gozer the Garzarian. Yeah, like, um, you know, but on the screen, they had the, the, the dog was there, oh, you know. That was like, so brilliant of a choice yeah, to do that. that was really awesome, man. I love that. Would you like some coffee? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. have some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, Janine's like, this man really scares, this man really scares me. Yeah. And later ends up dating him. I, I have a very bad feeling about this man. <laughs> man, it was so good. That first one really teetered on the horror comedy kind of edge. Because Dude. when these are kids watching this movie, and I'm surprised I didn't get scared. The brilliant thing they did it with anything that even was remotely scary, someone made a joke. Comedic, yeah. Yep, it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, this chick is toast when you see that yeah. thing, or it's uh, next time someone tells your God, you say, say yes. Yes. Yeah. Or, or it's just all those kind well, of Or even things. in the very beginning, you know, the librarian ghost. Yeah, it was oh, scary, dude, man. that was scary as yeah. a kid, you know, and then, then they play the music and them running out, ah, yeah. you know. Like, so it, they did it all like uh, Three Stooges, like yeah, everything. Yeah. And then just Bill Murray laughing about it made you kind of laugh about it. Right. Which was really cleverly done i remember being especially kind of creeped out because there was no the, the one scene that was scary that had no comedic kind of kick at mm. the end was when sigourney got uh taken on the chair when she was sitting on the, oh, chair, the chair and she the just arms got done came talking up. her mom and the yeah. arms came up and one grabbed like her boob and the other grabbed her and it just sucked her in like yeah. holding guy style yeah. into the closet yeah there was no comedy there you were like holy shit this Whatever this creature is, just possessed this woman. Yeah, and then the next time you see her, you're like, uh, it I was mean, all, it was awesome uh, when she opened the fridge. Oh yeah, and you could see into the other you know dimension or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it was so cool. What happened in that closet, man? Yeah. I possess her. I need to know these things. Yeah, <laughs> I think you've got enough people. I'm so already. excited about the afterlife one coming. Oh out, man. yeah, dude. They they look like they. What's great about it is they had one come out and fail. And and arguably I I thought it was still I, good. I thought it was decent. But it did fail. It was I would give Ghostbusters eighty four Ghostbusters a ten. I would give that remake a five. Still yeah. still watchable, yeah. but it's still a, it's a five. It's yeah. I like too I like all the girls. stuff. I yeah. love all the girls involved. Yeah. I think they could have made a couple of good choice uh, different choices. I love Chris Helmsworth in it. It, that, it was good. Yeah. I, I'd own it. I, I didn't I'm pretty like, sure I do own it. I didn't like the cameos by Bill Murray no, and Dan Aykroyd. Or any of them. Uh, yeah. Dan Aykroyd maybe. Yeah. Winston, maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because Dan Aykroyd did fine. say, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Yeah, that was clever. That not was the good. not making Bill Murray Walter Peck, because that's basically yeah. what they did. Yeah. And so that's going to change, though. We're going to see all the uh, changes. Obviously, we can't get any um, uh, Egon, but I'm loving that their main focus is around his family. Yeah. And the like house. Like the kid and... who does not have his dad anymore. And right. It's really brilliant. Yeah. And just to have. Uh, What's Ivan Reitman's son's name? Uh, shit. I can't remember. Damn. He's the you're, one doing it. You're the director guy. Yeah, I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next movie. Very obscure. A lot of people have not seen yeah. 1986's Club Paradise. I don't think I've seen this. I loved it. Yeah. Fucking loved it. If you're a uh, Robin Williams fan, but this probably had the most amount of SCTV guys in it because mm-hmm. it had Rick Moranis, it had Eugene Levy, it had Joe Flattery, it had uh, heavy Andrea Martin. It also had... Um, What's the her last name is Gross. She's the girl from the Feds. From Feds, the the bird looking girl. Oh yeah, she's so funny. Mary uh, Gross is it or something Gross? Oh uh, yeah. Damn. Uh, Mary sucks. might be right. Yeah, look up Feds cast. It's probably easier that way. 
she's so funny and everything. Man. Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's so good. So Mary Gross. Mary Gross. Yeah. All right. She's <laughs> she's very recognizable if you've seen her back in the eighties. She's in a lot of different stuff. Yeah. But Club Paradise was mainly centered around. Um, Robin Williams, who's a firefighter who wants to get out of the business. The very beginning, he fights a fire and everything, saves a dog and everything, and he's like, I want to get the hell out of here. I'm going to move down to this island. And when he gets down to the island, he decides to start like a uh, like a kind of a uh, tourist kind of retreat down there. Mm-hmm. So he gets a lot of locals to build up his stuff, and it's, it's really shady <laughs> down there. They like doctoring the brochure. They have like a fake, <laughs> they have a fake swordfish that they, they attach to the, uh, the line and one guy throws, throws it, it up, up. and they yeah. take the picture of it and everything. <laughs> so it's that kind of thing. And they were like, instead of, uh, shared bathrooms, they said private bathrooms. They said, well, we mean private, we mean private from the public, but you still have to share them. It's all, <laughs> all this little shady yeah. shit where stuff's breaking. The shower doesn't work. So it's kind of a hell type place. But it's actually a pretty decent movie that goes around that. I mean, that alone would have been fun enough when because the the people coming in, like Joe Flattery's the pilot, and then the people coming in is Eugene Levy and uh, Rick Moranis are like best friends. They just want to get laid and get stoned. That's yeah. their only job in the whole movie. Right. And then you've got Andrea Martin with her husband, and Andrea Martin's uh, like super open to try anything. She's parasailing. She's doing all this crazy stuff, and then her husband's kind of a stiff. And then you got the uh, Mary Gross and her friend are there, so they uh, they all have their kind of little thing going on. And you got Robin Williams, who's uh, the love interest of this is Twiggy, <laughs> the model from the seventies. Twiggy, do you no. remember her? She was she was an icon. She was like a teenage model, super no. super thin. For a long time, people would refer to thin girls as Twiggy because that she was like uh, she's like Andy Warhol, famous from the sixties and the seventies. She was a very famous model. Probably modeled younger mm. than she probably should have. Yeah, I, I mean, I, this uh, is she was good in this. She was a. This is the one I haven't seen yeah. on the list, so I, I mean, I see a picture of her, but I, she doesn't uh, look familiar. Very strong reggae vibe uh, being in the Caribbean. They had the band must have been a big reggae band because they played probably six or seven songs in it. So the whole movie you had reggae music playing in the background, which is really fun. Nice, yeah, and. Some of the best stuff was Rick Moranis and Eugene Levy. Those guys were like peanut butter and jelly together. I mean, they've been working together for S- since yeah. SCTV, and they developed this kind of thing as where and they they hardly wore shirts, and they both had like the hairiest chest, especially Eugene <laughs> Levy. And, and they just look like these morons that are trying to obviously get laid, and no one's gonna in the world would have anything to do with right, them. Right? Yeah. And one girl said, uh, "Hey, can you go? Can you get us a joint?" And uh, then for the next 20 minutes, it's them trying, trying to, find to find the cab driver to take them into the shady <laughs> neighborhood to get the weed yeah. and everything. And they, can, they can't they can score more than a joint when they get back. The girls smoke it with their boyfriends and everything. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and somehow they end up coming into a uh, someone. The cab driver is like, hey, I found your, I got your dope. And he says, it's on your bed. And he opens up. It's like a trash bag. He's oh, like, shit. He's like, holy shit. He's like, this is too much. Yeah. This is too much. What are we going to do with this shit? <laughs> and there was a, uh, a great scene scene where there's like a revolution happening during the whole thing and i had done some backstory stuff and apparently up till like almost when it was going to start bill murray was going to star in it oh really and then bill murray went on to do something else they got robin williams and when you hmm. watch the movie you could totally see bill murray being playing the same they are really? very similar in a lot of ways interesting you know they're uh Bill Murray isn't as like wild, goofy as Robin could be. Yeah. But they both drew dramatic stuff. There's a lot of great similarities with them, so it's interesting mm-hmm. because I could totally have seen Bill Murray in this role. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, Robin Williams is what sold this to most people back in the 80s. Right. Like, oh, it's the new Robin Williams film. Well, I, Robin Williams and Bill Murray are both great improvs. Yeah. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? You so, just, they, you wind them up and you just let they, them go. they just you know? go. <laughs> but there's a great scene where they finally, uh, they even get, uh, Rick Moranis and Eugene Levy get separated. And then when they finally saw each other, they had to live in the wilderness alone oh, for a while. Yeah. And so they're all dressed all weird. And uh, they do that like slow-mo love yeah, run to each other yeah. when they finally <laughs> find each other. And then they they get that Joe Flattery to get take him up in the private plane with all the dope, and they were like, "This is great! We finally got up there." And Joe Flattery, he's wearing these like Coke bottle glasses through the whole thing, and he he's like, "We're too heavy. We're never gonna get off. We gotta drop something." And he throws the uh, weed out oh, of the airplane, no. and they both scream, "No!" Yeah, and it falls right into this this like a drum circle going on with a bunch of reggae guys <laughs> and everything, and it falls in the ground. And one guy opens it and holds it up, and they all cheer like God yeah. just <laughs> God just dropped weed from the sky. That's from, awesome. Yeah, it was really fun, man. Yeah, and very. It felt like a very summery movie. Like you can watch this in the summertime, and it's really, really fun. So, mm-hmm. eighty six Club Paradise. I don't think it was big in the theaters. I think it was. It was definitely an HBO movie for me. Hmm. So what's this next one? Dude, this one is. We should mention nineteen eighty six, man. Nineteen eighty six and nineteen eighty nine were two huge years for Rick Moranis. Yeah, man. And if. People didn't know him from Ghostbusters. I guess you were living in another country because uh, yeah. everyone knew him from Ghostbusters. But once 86 happened, he had he had three movies come out in 86 and three movies come out in 89, and it solidified him as, like, the man. Yeah, absolutely. And the first of those movies was Frank Oz's Little Shop of Horrors. Dude, this... God. I watched that movie so many times it's growing up. Dude, it's... Doesn't yeah, matter. It's, yeah, yeah yep. like... And, and I love the fact that uh, Gina and Pam are both... In this, I'm sorry, I don't know their names off the top of my head, but from Gina Martin, from uh, oh yeah, they're yeah, two yeah, of the yeah, three yeah. singers. The singers, yeah, oh, some of the best stuff is with them. Too. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Total eclipse of I'm the, the sun. sun. <laughs> oh, God, <so> great. <laughs> yeah, man. And this was a Roger Corman kind of schlocky, not even you know, like a horror comedy that he did in the fifties. Wait, oh, uh, this was a remake. Oh, okay, it was a remake okay. of. It wasn't a musical. It uh-huh. was just and the Bill Murray character at the dentist was played by Jack Nicholson. And that's right. I remember seeing a it's clip weird. from that. It's a weird clip too, yeah. man, because it's black and white and it's odd. And you can tell that these guys just threw this together over a weekend. Yeah. But apparently Frank Oz and maybe some other people thought this concept not only would be great to bring back, but mm. to turn it into a musical. And thankfully they did. Because yeah. huh. everything about this was great. I mean, so the good. whole story, the all the musical elements, the only one musical thing is... The only one I can't stand is when Ellen Green is talking about their f- house in the future. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, I actually fast forward past that. No, I probably do too <laughs> if I were to watch it now. Only one I can't stand though. Every other one is so great Us. on it. Yeah. If yeah. you don't know the story, I mean, he gets the the Audrey too. He's obsessed with Audrey, played brilliantly by Ellen Green, who's, yeah. who's awesome in everything. Vincent Gardenia is the head of the he, Mr. Mr. Mushnick, Mr. Mushnick's yeah. <laughs> flower shop. Ugh. Mention the address. Yeah. Mention the address. I love yeah, it. So many cameos in this yeah, too, John man. John Candy's the radio yep. guy. Where did you get that weird <laughs> plant? <laughs> oh God. Bill Murray obviously is the dentist stuff. Oh. Steve Martin, one of Steve Martin's best like little roles. He comes Shoot. in and he kills Shooting this role. Puppies with a BB. I gun. had that song memorized as a kid. Yeah. And I used to go around singing it all the I'll time. I'll be a dentist. I would slide into the room like he slid off that motorcycle. Yeah. And he waited for it. <laughs> <laughs> he opened the door and hit just that 
that scene alone, man, if you just jump oh, the yeah. Steve Martin dentist scene. So great, dude. And spit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a prick. I mean, he's a prick. Oh, yeah, thing, absolutely. Man. I mean, he's like beating Deserve, Alan Green. Deserves and, what he gets. Yeah. You had to make him like bad enough where. Uh, Chopping him up into little pieces. Seymour. Seymour uh, I, I love that scene, too, when he finally realizes that the Venus flytrap is like obsessed with blood. Yeah. And that guy's voice who does Oh yeah. Man, I I looked him up before and I'm not sure how many voices he does. He he reminds me of Mr. Oogie Boogie Man from Nightmare Before Christmas, but I think he was dead by then. I think that's a different actor. But this guy had such an amazing voice that does that voice of the oh, Audrey yeah. too. So good. And the the singing he does, man. That whole scene at the end when he's breaking up the tiles and everything. Levi Stubbs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Oh. He's like, and I'm going to bust your balls. Oh, yeah. Just the, you, you look, now as filmmakers, you look back and you look at the, the practical effects that are done on that movie with the puppets. It, it makes sense that Frank Oz would be the one to do it, you know? Oh, yeah. Because this is very puppet heavy. I mean, even to the point where obviously, like, I love when you're, when you're watching, like, Rick Moranis. At in the waiting room of the uh, yeah. at John Candy yeah. studio, he's and he's looking at the girl's boobs next to it and everything. Yeah, yeah. but you, because you know Rick's controlling the puppet. Yeah, I mean, it just makes sense because it's, he's got it in his hand and his arm would be right there. I, yeah, I never unless even someone thought about else was that. doing it off off camera, maybe. But yeah, it was just the comedic timing and the way the songs went and the kind of ridiculous horror kind of nature to it. I mean, this was a man eating plant that he was feeding people to. Right, and, and we're all singing it like it's the, like it's the. Uh, uh, Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah, so great. Uh, and they've done this. They, I've seen this done on uh, several off-Broadway plays. Oh, Bobby did this. Yeah, Bobby did it. Uh, was it a play or was it a cosplay? I think he had cosplay. Oh, is that what it was? I think it was. I thought it was a play. Maybe hmm. it's possible, but I know yeah. it was. Uh, I've seen people cosplay as this before, and it's brilliant. Yeah. Because as long as you can make the mid-size Audrey too, yeah, you can just control it with your hand the whole time and yeah. make yourself look like Seymour. You're you're off to That's the races. That's awesome. Um, so Levi Stubb was one of the four tops. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that makes sense why he has the deepest voice, man. Yeah. So good. So yeah, I watched this movie a lot growing up. Oh, dude. I, I recently it. sent it to my mom because I, I figured she hadn't seen it in like 20 years and she watched yeah. it. And it's one of those movies you rewatch, you forget how great this oh, is. Oh, dude. It's amazing, it's, dude. It's so great, man. It's oh, so much. Fun. So that's the first of the trifecta. The next one, <laughs> oh, probably one of my favorites on the list. Oh yeah, you know? definitely. And uh, 1986, once again, Spaceballs. When will then be now? <laughs> what happened to now? We passed it. When? Just now. <laughs> Him freaking out yeah. uh, at that uh, moment is so good. Oh, it's so God, great. I love dude. every scene he is in. Man. He just totally kills this role. I bet she gives great helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that joke when oh, I was no, a no, kid. No. You know, like, For sure. But, oh, then man. the surrounded by assholes. Yeah. Oh, God. God. What do we have on this thing? A Cuisinart? Yeah. Ludicrous speed. Man, him opposite that guy, too. The guy from Fletch. Yeah, dude. He's so funny. He doesn't get enough love, too. He was in a series called um, She's the Sheriff. Uh-huh. It starred Chrissy from uh, Three's Company. Mm-hmm. And he was like the deputy in it. And he was the best thing about that. I loved him. He was so funny. I'm not sure if he's still around or what he's been doing, but he was great for years. Most people uh, remember him from Spaceballs and George, Colonel Sanders. Yeah, George Weiner. Yeah. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. <laughs> um, he is still around. Yeah. So it's great that he got in. I maybe was there even a scene that John Candy had with his old SCTV counterpart in this movie? Um, was Barf ever in the scene with Dark Helmet? 
I feel they didn't. I don't think they did. No, because there's there's that, these are not them. Yeah, these yeah. are their stunt doubles. Well, that's Stephen Tobolowski, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> shit. Oh, God. That was such a funny scene, God, too. man. So many great stuff in this movie. And this was like the... I mean, Mel Brooks had been doing this for years oh, and yeah. years and years. Yeah. He just... He, from the history of the world type of stuff. I mean, he was all of that camp. Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles. Just satire after satire. So yeah. the fact that he came out and then he always had that great part in all his movies yeah. uh, some of my blames. yogurt <laughs> yeah. and it's so funny as that role yeah the kids love it yeah <laughs> man it's what's been with you Spaceballs oh 3 in search of Spaceballs 2 that was <laughs> that was the potential sequel that never happened oh, for this I had heard so many rumors about that it'd be so great they could still do it they man. could they dude could. I mean John you know Candy. he came back uh, Rick Moranis did come back to play Dark Helmet in the Goldberg. That's right. Episode. You told me about yeah. that, but you said he, he never took never the took his helmet, helmet off. off. Yeah, but they said it was Rick Moranis oh, underneath man. it, though. I'm your brother's sister's <laughs> cousin's mother's father's former roommate. <laughs> What's that make us? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Comb the desert. Yeah, yeah. Comb the desert. Oh. I, I loved him in this. He's, no, he's totally yeah. one of the best. This is ever this is probably, except for the next one. Like this is yeah. probably my favorite role of his. Yeah, his intro when we first see him. I can't breathe in this thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or the Mister Coffee when he's trying to drink oh, yeah. coffee and hot, too hot because he spits it inside the helmet. Oh, he really my God, is dude. just like the comic relief of the whole movie, man. I loved it. <laughs> Him and John Gandy. Smoke if you got him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic thing, too, where he just plays completely out of it. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll everyone take a 10-minute break. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke if you got him. Boom. And it does that straight fall. Uh, uh, and then uh, that was so that was the third in the 1986 trilogy. Yeah. And then the start of the 1989 trilogy. So I, he took two years off. He's like, fuck it. Yeah. Actually, and I didn't, I included it in the original list and I, I left it off because he was in so little that it made no sense. Mm-hmm. But we can mention that he did have that tiny role in Brewster's Millions. Where he got? Oh, that's right. Where he was the? I'm, a, I'm like a I'll, Xerox I'll repeat machine. everything yeah, you yeah. say. Yeah, and then he ends up getting choked by John Candy. That's so right. That was yeah. a good scene for his SCTV uh, co-star. Just yeah. got to choke him out. Yeah. I mean, he was probably on screen for a minute, Maybe. minute and a half. Yeah. And it was it was hilarious. Yeah. But he came. He must have been just on the set. Come on, dude. We'll yeah. Work hey, in. I'm around the corner. Yeah. yeah. I'll work you in. But Ghostbusters too, they gave him a lot more substantial. I mean, he's yeah, he sort of a, saved the day. He I mean, at least he thought he saved yeah, the day. Yeah, I love that. I love. It. I'm a Ghostbuster. <laughs> I'm a Ghostbuster. I'm a Ghostbuster. <laughs> like, oh, that's great, dude. Okay, so the blackout was a big problem for everybody. Okay, I was stuck in an elevator for two hours and I had to make the whole time. But I don't blame them because one time I turned into a dog and they helped me. Thank you. Oh God, it was so funny. Yeah, well, and he has. Yeah, he does. Yeah, oh, dude, my my. One of my favorite scenes with him ever. Because he's the lawyer now. He's the lawyer, yep. dude. And I love the courtroom scene. Yeah, it's one of my dude. favorite oh, scenes. So I love uh, uh, Yelton. Uh, damn, I can't remember his name. He's the judge. He he plays an asshole in like every eighty. Be movie. burned at the stake. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. so good. He's got a weird name like Yelton or something, but yeah. he, he's awesome. I love I, though when he's the Scolari brothers. Yeah, but when he's like cross-examining or whatever uh, Bill Murray. And Bill Murray is just sitting there telling him, like, well, we didn't try and hurt anybody. And he's like, you weren't trying to hurt anybody, right? And he's like, no, we just were to... You know, and, like, he's just telling him what to say, you know? Like, oh, it's so fucking funny. 
Like, ugh. and then he's just like he works like directly out of the firehouse now too. Yeah, and that's he's right. Like dating, it's like a budding uh, relationship with him and Janine, which yeah. is brilliant. I mean, oh like, yeah, that they uh, would do it that way because it was Egon in Originally, the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and. I guess Egon wasn't interested. <laughs> I needed something for uh, Lewis to do. Yeah. You know? I had a slinky once, but I straightened it. <laughs> a lot of people give Ghostbusters 2 shit, you know? Yeah, I, I, loved, I loved it. I dude, thought it was great. Vigo, Obviously, it wasn't as good as uh, 1, clearly. No. 1 was a 10. This was probably a 8. A fucking 9 and a half. Really? Uh, I don't know if I'd give it that dude, much. It was so good. They made the Statue of Liberty walk See, through that's the fucking what got city it down of New to an York. Eight for me. See, that's what put it, kept it at the 9. <laughs> the toaster dude. dancing didn't I, oh, get it down I to an 8. I love that part, dude. <laughs> we got cut with the old man-eating toaster. Yeah. I love the guy from Ally McBeal playing the guy who was obsessed with Vigo. Oh, yes, oh, He's dude. so good in everything, oh, too. He's so great, dude. Uh, and the, you know who played Vigo? You know who that is? I do, because I remember texting you going, holy shit, Vigo is in this, but I can't remember what Charles it is. Charles Makeham Diggs. That's it. Yes! <laughs> Fucking love that movie, I only had dude. seen him in a couple things, so yeah. he was very recognizable yeah. to me back in the day. Charles Makeham Diggs. Yeah. What uh, I know about you will make Charles Makeham Diggs himself stand up and walk. Oh, man. <laughs> That's such I fucking a love that shit. Really good one. Uh, yeah, everything in here with him was great. And obviously that big moment at the end where he had to put uh, the suit on. I'm a Ghostbuster. I'm yeah. A Ghostbuster. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to shoot at the slime and everything. I love them getting... Um, well, he's got his little earmuffs on. One of my favorite Bill Murray moments in the movie is when they get taken into the mental institute and they're all trying to explain it to the guy. Yeah, except for Bill Murray. Who Bill Murray's just, don't look at me. I think these guys are out of their mind. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Yeah, I I liked the pink slime in that movie. I thought it was great. I had no problem with it. I, I... like I said, just because the that first one had so much kind of great horror and comedy blend to it yeah. and everything and just the feel and the look for it, it just was a little bit watered down for number two, which yeah. is fine with me. Yeah. Uh, it still, like I said, had some extremely memorable stuff in it. Yeah. You know, one of the, the two kids played Oscar. One of them died. I think I remember you saying I think saying I had heard that like yeah. recently or something. Yeah. Like one of them committed suicide or something. Well, yeah. Was that it or did it? Did he die during the movie or something? No, like that? I don't think he died during the movie. No, no. Okay. it was something horrific. No. One of them made there. We'll be glad the other one's still. There. <laughs> Shit, why would we go down on a downer like that? Yeah, Let's I know, bring it right? back up, man. <laughs> well, I mean, the next one's a good one. I got a really good story. About oh, it. bring it, bring it! Yeah. I love this movie, man. I remember. I'm a sucker for Disney movies in general. Mm-hmm. I own a like surprisingly amount of not only animated Disney movies. Mm-hmm. I don't own a lot of the ones that have a lot of music in it. Yeah, some like I don't mind Jungle Book and st- some of the old like Baron yeah, Sisters yeah, yeah. type stuff, but I I don't own Little Mermaid. That's gonna be stuck. In I my don't head own, now, own Aladdin, and I don't own uh, Lion King. I I kind of got out around Lion King. Uh, you know, Emperor's I, New Groove is amazing. That's where I got good again. That's the one with, uh, with David, David Spade. Spade. I know you like that one. So yeah, great. yeah. I'll have if you to like check David that one Spade, out. it yeah, is probably one of the top five David Spade movies of all time. Yeah, I'll he, definitely have to check so that good. out. Uh, that's where they got me back because mm-hmm. they decided, and that was supposed to have music, but they killed it. Uh-huh. There was supposed to be a lot more songs in it, and and I was like so much better. And yeah. I think that it doesn't get enough credit for that changing the dynamic of how Disney movies went. And then yeah. it kind of went back again with, with Frozen. Frozen. Yeah, and people love it. That's fine. Make both. Yeah. You know, haven't seen Frozen. That's why Pixar is good. You know, because you can do Pixar 
movies that are more like The Incredibles, and then yeah. you can do the Disney ones that are I like Frozen. Seen I saw the first Frozen. It was all right, except for the music. Yeah. 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 It's always that. Like, I like Aladdin. Take out the music. <laughs> I mean, I love the, Who wants, doesn't want to see Robin Williams I like do Pig's it. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said that line to my wife the other day. Every time I'm in the kitchen, you in, you're the, in the kitchen. kitchen. <laughs> That's funny. Somebody said that to me at work the other day because we have a fridge in our little break room. Like, we were on the same schedule that day. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, 1989. Yeah. Like I was saying, yeah, any of the live action ones, like I just bought like The Love Bug and I, mm-hmm. The Tower of Terror I, I watched the other day with Steve Gutenberg and uh, Kirsten Dunst. It was based on The Tower of Terror Disney Re- ride. Yeah, It was played on like Magical World of Disney on Sunday nights. It was like huh. a TV movie or something. Oh, really? Awesome. I don't think I ever so saw that. So I'm a sucker that. for all those. So when Honey, I Shrunk the Kids came out, I'm, like, yeah. I'm in. Well, dude, I went to, uh, it was either MGM or Universal yeah. Studios, whichever one that had the ride there. It was great. I um, only went on it once, but it was, no, twice, but it was very memorable. So it was like the behind the scenes yeah, tour yeah. or whatever. It must have been MGM. I got to be on the green screen oh, at the awesome. B. Yeah, dude, it was so that's fucking so cool, good. man. Like They came up to me to try to get on the, uh, there was a ride that, that you were supposed to be on a ship that was getting hit up by a whole bunch of water. Uh-huh. And they were going to videotape you and they tried to get me to go on it. And I was yeah. like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. But it was you were all about it. You're like, yeah, get no, me I, on that bee. Yeah, I was gonna ask bee. you. Yeah, no. So the part where he's flying on the bee and everything, it, they just superimposed me into the movie. That's so awesome. there was, yeah. So there was like a 15 second clip with me in the movie riding the bee. It was awesome. You need to contact them. Is there a way to get that clip? I know, right? It was from like 15 yeah. years ago, but whatever. <laughs> Shit, longer than that. God, man. Yeah, they seem like they tried out some like really kind of great special effects in this yeah movie. dude and it worked it did totally work. now i haven't seen this in a long long oh, it's time. good i watched it somewhat recent like a yeah. year ago maybe mm-hmm. and uh he was awesome in it man. oh Him yeah and, uh, matt frewer who was uh, max headroom and uh, matt frewer has been on a bunch of stuff he was in short time with dabney coleman he was in the stand he played trash can man huh uh he was a great. He was the neighbor that came over and started helping him. Right. His daughter yeah. was. Oh trapped. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had such a crush on that girl. Oh yeah, dude. She was like three years older than me when I watched it. I ended up looking her up, and I was like, "Oh, that's why I had a crush on her." She yeah. Was like three years older than me, and she just looked very mature. Right. And just awesome. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing is like you know, so he had invented this machine that could you know shrink things. And kids got shrunk. There's the movie, you know. But like Cheerios. Yeah. Oh God, that was so funny. <laughs> Dad, don't eat me. Uh, oh, um, the tag the commercials, the trailers for this were great. Oh yeah. Dude. Like what a ridiculous name for a movie. And then you're seeing it and you're like, all right, well, I gotta see it. Yeah, dude. I, I saw it in the theater. It was oh, yeah. fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um but it's more a, a a story about the kids' survival as being shrunk than it is, you know. Yeah. He's kind of a side note, yeah. you know what I mean? He knows what happened, which is half the problems. Right. You know, at least he can look yeah, at I it. Yeah, I love when he's, like, in that harness oh, with the giant the magnifying grass. glass. Yeah. yeah, going above the grass. Not like. realizing that you could probably set them on fire if you're not very careful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the ants that Empty. they got to, to, yeah, to absolutely. ride and everything. They made this. They must have had a blast. The kids making oh, it yeah, because dude. it was all green screen stuff, and it yeah. was them... Going down like the mudslides and shit. Yeah. One of the kids was from Big. It was Tom Hanks's best friend in Big. Was one of them. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then remember they find the, the kid, yeah. they find the little Debbie cake. That's right. You know they're, they're all eating, eating it. Not, yeah. Like oh it's so good. Well, and the ant. Oh man, when the ant fought the scorpion. Yeah. Oh, 
Kids stopped killing ants in 1989. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's like the it's like when Finding Nemo came out and everyone wanted a clownfish. Yeah, but everyone unfortunately, then they let them go and now they're invasive. God, man, why you got it? Why you turn this beautiful, beautiful story around? <laughs> <laughs> Something horrible. You just went Quentin Tarantino on this shit. <laughs> and anybody that's not a clownfish <laughs> did. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I love the story with it, man. Yeah. It, they made like at least three, two sequels. They did. They honey, did. I blew up the kids. How yeah. did we shrunk ourselves? And honey, I blew up the kid. Was there yeah. another one? There, were, I swear there was a third one. Yeah, um, yeah, those are three. Yeah, those are the three. But a there's trilogy. a new one coming out. Oh, is there? I, I thought you told me that. Let oh me, no, I don't think I told you. that. I think, but I would I, be interested in it for sure because I could just imagine what they would do with CG for this type of movie. Hang on, I think I heard something about this. I gotta look. It, it makes up. sense. You that they were trying to people. That they would try to remake it, it seems kind of brilliant because they could make it better. Oh my gosh, dude! I'll have to go back and watch the sequels. Do you remember the sequels? Um, I know one was with the baby and he was in Vegas. Oh wow! That must have been they honey. Really I, went far. Yeah, that was honey. I oh, blew that up the, the blow kid. up the kid. That yeah. was the last one. Well, the second one was we shrunk ourselves. Yeah, yeah. They got everyone back for that. I think. I think they got the, all the parents were the same. What is the release date for Shrunk? Disney has not ah, announced an official shrunk. release date with the film still in pre-production. That's what they're calling it. Though. I heard, yeah, I heard he's coming back for it. Let me see. Um, I don't think he's confirmed coming back for anything, though. Mm. Yeah, I ain't seen it till I lay eyes on, the, <laughs> on, on that motherfucker. I ain't seeing shit. He was probably if he also comes th- back. If he comes back in Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters, then he'll come back for that. He'll be back. I'm gonna check IMDb and see if they have a cast up for it yet. Check him out and see if he's got any upcoming things listed. I mean, because that would be. I don't think I've heard of anything. The only thing we've seen him with do is that Ryan Reynolds thing, the Goldberg's a, thing, and the Ryan Reynolds. IMDb has him and Josh uh, on Shrunk. Yeah. Joe Johnson, that's interesting. I'm pretty sure Joe Johnson did the original, but Joe Johnson's also the guy who directed the Captain America First Avenger. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love Josh Gad. I mean, you put him and Josh Gad. He must be the son. He is. He's the goofy. That's what they have son. listed. I don't think at. he's done anything else. He was in. Uh, he was the 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 kid with the glasses was in uh, Edward Scissorhands. Those are the only two movies I ever knew him on. He was the little kid, little brother in uh, Edward's. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about Josh Gad. No, not Josh okay. Gad. Josh Gad's great at everything. He's unbelievably likable. So. Yeah, oh, dude, he's so awesome. Yeah. Um, dude, that would be freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm all about it if yeah. they want to do it. Oh. All right, 1989 went probably the, the only really serious movie he ever did. And it obviously was still Which a is... comedy. It was still a comedy, but he was... His character was very serious in this mm-hmm. movie, and that was 1989, Ron Howard's Parenthood, which I hadn't seen in 20 years, man, and I re- went and rewatched it. Man, it was a good movie. Yeah, and that's the Such thing. Such a good movie. I just wasn't in 89, dude, because I remember my parents oh, yeah. loved this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, parents love this movie, but th- for me, I watched it yesterday, I was like, this is a... This is an argument not to have kids. If you watch this, it makes you right. glad you don't have kids. That's funny. Because it looks fucking horrible yeah. oh, what I they bet. have to experience. Yeah. Like at the very beginning, they're at a baseball game and everything's going wrong and Steve Martin's trying to get the kids and everything's falling and they're putting them in. And I turned to my wife and I said, he could have had a great day at the ball game with him and his wife if it wasn't for these fucking yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a totally different movie. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it's, I mean, it was a brilliant concept. You were just dealing with a huge family and all their individual problems with their individual kids, and yeah. they all kind of came together. And the idea was, hey, we're still all a big family. Right. We're, we're there for each other. But wasn't Rick major Moranis, parts? Wasn't his 
his kids were like he was always saying how smart they were and stuff yeah, like he, that. He had the daughter, and it was the girl from Problem Child Two. Oh, okay. Uh, the one that was like his adversary. Yeah, in, uh, Problem Child Two, uh, that award winner. Yeah. <laughs> he, his kid, he was a psychiatrist, and he was like obsessed with teaching his kid all sorts of like square roots and flashcards yeah. to the point where it was a problem. Right. And his wife, and there was some serious issues in this movie with like the people we're dealing with. You had, uh, uh, she was a, a closeted um, binge eater and she couldn't get Rick Moranis to pay attention to her at all. Oh, wow. And Rick Moranis was obsessed with the daughter, wanted to bring him on the vacations and do flashcards and yeah. kept showing her off and showing Steve Martin's kid off who's, who's wearing a, He's wearing like a waste basket on his head, bumping his head. Yeah, in that's right. It's one of my favorite Rick Moranis yeah. lines in it when he's uh, Mary Steenburgen is like, he likes to bump things with his head. Yeah. And Rick Moranis yeah. is like, how proud you must be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just this uptight guy that was married to like uh, the the woman that was uh, part of the main family. Mm-hmm. Huge all star cast. Oh I mean, yeah, dude. Steve Martin, the matriarch of the family, is Jason Robards. Uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin's wife is Mary Steenburgen. You have, uh, who else is major in this movie? Tom Hulse, who I love Tom Hulse, who is another person that just faded off of existence of acting. He was Amadeus. Did you ever watch Amadeus? Uh, I did. He was the one who played Amadeus. He played an amazing movie called Dominic and Eugene. And then he was the voice of Quasimodo in the... uh, Hunchback and Notre Dame. Really? All the Disney movies and TV shows that they ever did for uh, Hunchback, mm-hmm. Tom Hulse did. And then Tom Hulse just disappeared, so I don't know what the hell he's doing. Really? So he played the gambler, man, and there was some really major stuff with him where they were, uh, he stole, they were going to, the mob was going to kill him because the gambling got so bad. And Jason Robards just kept bailing him out and bailing him out and bailing him out. And it was, it was, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite stuff in this was with Diane Weist, though. I love Diane Weist. She's like just the sweetest woman in like everything. She's the mom from Lost Boys. Oh yeah. She's yeah. just she play, always plays that mild-mannered sweet girl. Yeah. And her husband left her in the movie and she's got two kids. One of them's Martha Plimpton mm-hmm. who's just having mad amounts of doesn't sex she, with Keanu Reeves. Doesn't she slap her at one point or something? They do have kind of a little argument but nothing major. Yeah. Uh okay. so Martha Plimpton's hooking up with Keanu Reeves and mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves is great in this movie too. One of the first things I guess around Bill and Ted time. Mm-hmm. The other kid was Joaquin Phoenix billed as Leaf Phoenix. He was still going oh, really? as Leaf. I, I know he went as Leaf for Space Camp mm-hmm. and then Parenthood and I think very shortly after Parenthood he, he changed his name to Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're watching Leaf in this movie it's Joaquin. Yeah. You, you can't miss him. He, it's just a little version of, uh, yeah. of Joaquin. It's a little tiny guy. And it's a crazy role for him to play because his role in this movie is just the kid who's obsessed with masturbating. <laughs> and they, he, he's got a lock on his door and his mother doesn't know what the hell's going on and she's yeah. dealing with Martha Plimpton and she's like I heard noises in here last night. Uh, what the hell's going on? on nothing and then Keanu Reeves she leaves the room and Keanu Reeves comes out from under the bed and everything and Keanu Reeves ends up becoming an intricate part of this because uh, there's like an on again off again thing with her and uh, Martha Plimpton but there's a point where things get really bad and she's got to bust down Joaquin's door and finds all the porn in there and everything. Oh, shit. And, he's, and she's, she's like you you don't want to talk to me about this? And he's like no I don't want to talk to you about it. And, yeah. Uh, then uh, Keanu like appears at the door. I remember that. There's a great yeah. scene where he's like, "Do you want to talk to him?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And so the scene cuts, and then you just see 
Diana Weist cooking in the kitchen and Joaquin or Keanu comes in and uh, says, can I be straight? Can I just talk to you straight? Yeah. He's like, that boy has been beating his baloney like it's been going out of business. <laughs> he says, I told him it was all right. And he yeah. smiled and he's all right. And then he, he just basically comes out of his shell after that. And yeah. Joaqu- it's, it's a very touching movie, but has some really great scenes in it. Yeah. Some of my favorite stuff is with... Uh, Steve Martin is imagining mm-hmm. kind of the situations that his son kind of is going to turn out because of his fathering. Right. And it's all centered around baseball, which, man, team sports is either going to, it's either going to do great things for you or it's going to fuck you up. I fucking hate baseball. I, I just don't like team sports. It just puts a lot of pressure on like a seven or eight year old. You yeah. know, you're not, you're in the outfield, you don't catch that ball and yeah. then everyone in the team hates your ass. Yeah. And that's basically what Steve Martin's kid was dealing with. Yeah. But he was imagining him like catching it. And then, uh, it, it jumped forward. You got to see Steve Martin's like imaginary kind of future for him. Yeah. So you see him at gra- the kid at graduation, thanking his dad. You mm-hmm. see Steve Martin in the audience waving and everything. And then when a kid drops the ball, they show him as a school shooter. Yeah. A special kind Kind of reason for bringing this up because filmed here in Gainesville. I, I didn't know that until today. Yeah, I, it was just, I was today years old when I learned <laughs> this fact. Like, but yeah, first of all, when I was watching the scene, uh, I re, because I rewatched it the other day. I'm like, the first thought is, holy shit, this is before all the school shootings. And yeah. this was when it was funny. We yeah. were all laughing. Yeah. Holy shit, he's going to become a school shooter. Right. Uh, but there wasn't any yet, so you could pull that kind of joke. And yeah. then s- soon after watching the scene, I'm like, wow, this looks familiar. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, that's the bell tower here in, in Gainesville. That's at, at crazy, UF. dude. And then I did a quick IMDb search, and I was like, sure as shit, filmed at UF. So I, I love it even yeah, more for that. No, reason, that's man. nuts, dude. And like, I mean, like you said, dude, cause you showed it to me before the pod. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, holy shit, that's the bell tower. Like just fucking uh, Steve Martin was here. man. Yeah, I know. Where, <laughs> why didn't anybody tell me? Like, <laughs> I thought you might've known because 89, I don't know you were, you were here in Gainesville. Certainly. Yeah. So they probably filmed it in 88. And yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that like, I didn't hear my parents talking yeah. about the fact that that was done here. Yeah, because you know? we all knew when Devil's Advocate and oh, yeah. Doc Holliday were filmed. Yeah, here. absolutely. Yeah. Like, I know every city has their famous shit. If you live in New York or something, you probably got to. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll, we're in all the movies. You got a list of well, longer a than your big arm. deal for us, okay? <laughs> yeah. Small towns like that, shit. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. But. Yeah, everyone should rewatch Paranoid. That actually stemmed a like NBC show that lasted like seven seasons that my yeah. wife loved. Oh, really? But it, it didn't have the comedy. It, it was more of a kind of drama, situational. Mm. He's cheating on I them. Just, I just get enough them. of that with my own family, so no, I just I can't. don't watch that. I'm those. not interested. No. I'm not, especially network. If it was like on HBO and yeah. somebody broke in and slit someone else's throat in the middle of the night, <laughs> then you might get me. <laughs> yeah. But this, yeah, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> all right so then 1990 man huge movie saw this in the movie theater couldn't get enough of it uh 1990s my blue heaven with steve martin yep. again yeah with steve martin again man so they've done barney two movies together is that the only steve no he did uh little shop of horrors with him oh yeah and then parenthood and then uh, my blue heaven yeah that's awesome and his name's barney i think Barney, yeah and isn't he barney in the next one too he is Barney. Isn't the that interesting? Two Barneys. Look at that. A little, <laughs> little, little connect the dots there for you. Dude, My Blue Heaven, I fucking love this God, movie. It's so great. Now, is it actually based on a true story? I don't think so, but it probably the situation for sure has has happened before, but it may very well have been. I think it might be. Could be. Because there's many people, I mean, it's basically, if you're not familiar with My Blue Heaven... Steve Martin is a gangster who's in the witness protection program, and he's going to this small little town that no one has ever heard of. 
but he's got a liaison who works for the FBI to kind of keep him on the level and straight because they just need him. Basically, they just need a lie to testify, but obviously yeah. he wants to stay around longer than that. Yeah. And, uh, and it, just him and, and Rick Moranis plays the straight laced FBI, FBI agent, agent yeah. really well. He hasn't played that type of character before, you know, and it was one of those situations where it was a buddy comedy because each one of them were teaching them something about themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and, Steve Martin was teaching Barney to loosen up where uh, the uh, on the other kind of hand, he was trying to keep Steve Martin kind of straight and get out of the life of being a crime, which he could not do even to the very end. He was just like, I'm ready to testify against this guy. We'll send him to jail. I don't want you to testify against the guy. I just want you to keep your nose clean. Capiche? You trying to say capiche? Well, don't do it, because it hurts my ears when you do it. So get this. This is fucking awesome. Um, it's based on Henry Hill. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's interesting, because so, Henry Hill certainly uh, had that same situation. Yeah, you know, so that's that's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, dude. And, and, like, Steve Martin is... He just needs to, like, lay low yeah. and not be noticed by anybody. But, but he's, he's so flamboyant. And just, yeah, like... You got any arugula? It's yeah, the arugula. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, and he tips everybody a hundred yeah. bucks everywhere he goes. He gives like, him his social security number. You're missing it. You, you got one too many numbers. Yeah. Take off the five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's just it's so And then much the Joan fun. Cusack stuff was really, really oh, great. Oh, yeah, man. dude. She was just, like, the, the great adversary who worked for the local cops that were Gonna, or was she in the uh, one of the lawyers? I think I think she was in one of the lawyers. I think she was like maybe yeah. the prosecutor. Yeah, she wasn't a cop. She was one of the yeah. lawyers. Um, because you know what was he wasn't selling the book. He sold the book at the end. Yeah. But what was he selling? They were collecting. Well, it was the collecting for the uh, the for kids the, stadium. the kids baseball stadium? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Man, it was really good. Oh, it was so much. I fun, love. Dude. I love the Steve Martin the back merengue and forth when they do. The, oh, when they do the dance dancing. Together. Oh, it's so funny, dude. <laughs> I'm wrinkling up your pants like you're wrinkling up your... Sh- I'm wrinkling up your suit like you're wrinkling up your pants. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, just the, the back and forth of those two guys were just so funny, man. Yeah. And it was... They had a great kind of love story in there uh, with Rick Moranis and Joan Cusack. And yeah. it was really, really great. I love the... Uh, he says, you don't have any sense of humor. And he tells him the... Uh, the What's the difference between a uh, light bulb and a pregnant woman? You can unscrew a light bulb. Yeah. See? No sense of humor whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. His voice, is just the way he talked in this yeah. movie was really, really good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was It was. I great, love dude. how Steve Martin uh, <clears throat> kind of gave Barney the slip at the airport. Remember mm-hmm. his family was there? You got to uncuff me. I can't greet my, my dear old mother That's right. with these yeah. cuffs on. And then yeah. uh, the mom just started laughing at him because Steve Martin's gone. Yeah, like just straight disappeared. Uh, Wasn't hard to find, though. He was at like the suit store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just showed up and found him there. Oh, it's such a great movie, yeah. dude. It was, it was really kind of a breath of fresh air in 1990 to come in and watch it, too. Because yeah. it, was, it was out of nowhere. I remember seeing the trailer for it, and it was like a... I mean, anytime Steve Martin or Rick Moranis had a movie coming out, you were going to go see it. Oh, otherwise. yeah. You know? Well, and also, like, I mean, it was, like, it was very brightly lit mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, like, it was, like, a fun movie to watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there weren't too many, like, dark, serious scenes. No, but, you it know, was I, almost like the Edward Scissorhands set. That's, yeah, I was kind of thinking, yeah, almost. Everyone had the white picket fence and the, the flourishing gardens all yeah. over the place. He definitely did not belong. Well, remember, though, when... Uh, 
when Steve Martin ran into his old buddies that yeah. were all relocated in the same town mm-hmm. and they started like a, their own little crime ring yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's like, what it started out too. Oh, so and, and that was the collecting money was a big scam until it wasn't. You yeah. Know? And that was what was great about it that Joan Cusack was just, didn't believe him the entire time. Yeah. Just, and then the whole courtroom scene uh, at the end was great. Yeah. Where Steve Martin does testify and everything, and then it ends with the the baseball stuff. It was yeah. good. That's it was a good family movie, movie man. Yeah. Well, another good family movie. I have a good story about this one, too. Nice. Is uh, 1994's The Flintstones. I saw this a couple of times. I remember it being really good, but yeah. you're going to have to kind of carry this oh, yeah, one. Yeah. i got to be honest. I've... I've seen it several times. I own it. I love the Flintstones. I grew up watching the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah I remember it being really Flintstones good. Flintstones and the Jetsons were two of my favorite cartoons growing up. So I was I was going to go see it anyways in the theater. But the way I got to see it, so it had come out in like, well, 94, but it came out in like, I think the end of June. And then two weeks later, Speed came out. Oh, wow. And I was 18. Uh, I was 18 about to be 19 in mm-hmm. 94, and I was still hanging out with people that were like 17. And they were very strict at the fucking movie theaters. Really? They were 17. They weren't letting you in. And really? the movie theater we went to, and it was a I bitch. never, I mean, I remember they being They ID'd like, everybody. And I was, remember being like 13 yeah. and getting some into Some theaters I could do theater. that too, yeah. you know? And some you couldn't, and the one in Port Charlotte was a bitch. So I told him, I said, let's buy tickets to the Flintstones, which came out two weeks before, yeah. and we'll walk into Speed. Right. And we got caught. Oh, like, right no, when we were going to go dude. in. Let me see your tickets. And you're, no, your movie's down there. Oh, and everything. man. So then it's me and these two, uh, two 17-year-old girls who are just stuck in the very back of the theater <laughs> watching the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Paul's loving it, though. He's like, this is I a did good like, movie, I though, did like it. it? This like... is almost as good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that Speed movie sucks. It was like opening night. So that, oh, that's probably how we man. got caught, too. Yeah, we we should have just probably I should have just bought all three of the tickets myself and yeah. given them to them, and hopefully they weren't yeah. asking for IDs. But they were a bitch back then. That's so. some bullshit. That's how I initially saw it. They got a lot of big actors to come up with this, and yeah. a lot of perfectly cast actors. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look this. that up. So John Goodman obviously yeah. plays Fred brilliantly. Barney, played by Rick Moranis, also brilliantly dyed hair blonde too, and just looked just yeah. like him. And he he killed that accent and the voice and everything about yeah, him. Yeah, he he was great. He was really really good. And then Betty was played by Rosie O'Donnell, who was really good. That's right. She I did that about laugh that. perfectly, man. She huh. was so great. And Elizabeth Perkins played Wilma. Mm-hmm. She was the love interest in Big. And uh, Kyle MacLachlan played the asshole. He played like Colonel, uh, or not Colonel, Colonel. Uh, Mister Slate. And his, remember his uh, secretary was uh, Halle Berry. That's right. Like super sexy Halle and, Berry. And her name was Sharon Stone. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, Richard Mall was in this, Bull from Night Court. He was one of the guys that worked at the quarry with him. Some of the best stuff was the special, the set on this. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure this made money or not, but I hopefully it did. I would imagine it did because... Uh, it was a very popular family movie, obviously. But when you look at the sets in this movie, this movie should have won an Oscar for the set design. This whole movie no, it had was, to be constructed. It was done really well. This was no CG. They built Bedrock. Even the cars. Yep, they built Bedrock. They did the cars. All the dinosaurs. They were animatronic dinosaurs. And they had, you know how like dinosaurs were the garbage disposal and everything. So they yeah. had the pig in there eating the food. Yeah, it's a they living. Hit, they yeah. hit on every Flintstones joke. I yeah. mean, even at the movie theater when they put the... The side of beef on yeah. the car and the car flipped over. Yeah. I mean, they got everything. Uh, they 
did Dino and Hoppy and all the stuff. They didn't go into some uh, gazoo, but <laughs> yeah. um, they, they were going to drop that in Viva Rock Vegas, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and I saw that one, too. I didn't think it was as that good. That wasn't them, though, was it? I think they got a different guy. Did they? I don't think John Goodman came back for that. Or Eventually, they did. Maybe there's a third one. And oh, Maybe wow. that one was one. John well, it Goodman made $358 million worldwide. <sighs> That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of coin. It didn't cost that much to make. It did. Probably. It was probably pricey. It was probably back then probably a hundred, hundred twenty million. Yeah, it was probably less than a hundred because remember when everyone freaked out when uh, Waterworld Water World was a hundred. Yeah, and that was like a big thing. Yeah, like you should go look at Endgame's fucking. Yeah, oh my <laughs> budget. god, dude! I, you better had... apologize. Call him apologize. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner right yeah. now. That's why you won't do your fucking movies. I would have been a great Aquaman. Yeah, Fuck right. You. I was Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> oh gee yeah <laughs> uh so i i love it i love the it, it had an element to it that reminded me of the hudsucker proxy i don't know if you remember the hudsucker i proxy do yeah tim robbins yeah it was the, the hula hoop yeah it was the the idea that the 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 big businessmen were going to make an idiot kind of the president yeah so he could fuck things up and it would just make them look better and stuff and they right could, uh, allowed to remove him the same thing they made fred uh like or that was what it was. Didn't Barney take the test? I think there was a test that they were both going for to be upper management. And Barney felt bad and switched his with Fred. Oh, and maybe. And Fred, Fred got the job that Barney should have gotten uh-huh. and everything. And that was kind of the thing. That's right. I do and remember he became that. like an uppity kind of type yeah, of guy. Yeah, yeah. Which almost sounds like one of the old episodes. I wonder if they ever did it in the old Possibly. Show. That show was like huge. That show ran for like nine seasons at in the evenings. Really? Yeah, like we watched it obviously on reruns, Saturday mornings. Reruns yeah. Saturday mornings or daily. I think yeah. they had it every day. Probably on there. And uh, but I think originally when it aired, it was in, in the, at night. No shit. Yeah, I think it was one That's of the first crazy. ones before the Simpsons did it. So you want to take a guess who took uh, who played Barney and Fred? Oh my god, I I know I've seen it before. I know I have heard who it was before. So Fred was Mark Addy. Mark Addy, I think, is the guy. He did, he went on to do a series. I think Still Standing was the series he did. He's hmm. good. He's funny, but he's a, he's a stand up comedian. Barney was Stephen Baldwin. That's interesting. Isn't that funny? That's I, funny. Uh, Usual suspect Stephen Baldwin himself. Man. <laughs> he's like he got work after that, right? He's like I did Biodome and I did this, man. <laughs> well, I can't fled. believe they even hi- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't believe they even hire me anymore. <laughs> it was good, but you had to look at this in the eyes of like a kid. Of, yeah, I mean, this is a yeah. this is a little kid's. Movie. You're not if you if you were a grown adult going yeah. to watch the Flintstones, expecting for it to be like an action movie. Yeah, yeah. You're not. You don't need to go to the movies ever again. But if you were. If you were six or seven watching this movie, it probably changed your life. You yeah. know, you forget how important the movies that you grew up were are you, and how kind of much you defend them. Mm-hmm. I listening to the Rogan Pod with Quentin. Quentin said he he thinks the worst movies ever made were came out of the eighties, hmm. and it makes sense because he grew up in the seventies. He right. grew up with Taxi Driver and, and movies that had balls yeah. big time. Yeah, and then eighties were watered down and everything. But if you're a kid. Yeah. That's what you want to watch. I mean, that's what yeah. you're, you're watching. Yeah. Fucking big shots, man. Yeah. Like, big shots. It's <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most random of ones to pull out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously, we're 
prone to enjoy the 80s because that's where our childhood was. But the 90s were big for, for me, too. And he, oh, yeah, me too. He loved the 90s, obviously, yeah. himself, because that's where some of his biggest movies came yeah. out. And he really did change the 90s when it came to kind of crime films. Every other oh, yeah. every other director was just doing what he was uh, yeah. uh, originally doing in the 90s. But obviously, 90s, the comedies were still flowing. And uh, the next one, man, it was, if you're going to have your, I'm pretty sure this is his final big movie. Mm. I think technically he didn't leave the biz until 96, so he might have done something after this. But the last huge movie he did, and I know you're a huge fan of this, is 1994's Little Giants. I fucking love this movie. It's a great man. Yeah. It, you think sports, kids' sports movies, and a lot of people will always mention The Sandlot first. Yeah. And people will not mention Little Giants. No, I know. And it's weird. It should be it should be right off the tongue after Sandlot. Yeah. Sandlot, Little Giants. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously the two big kids' movies that you could show anybody. Little Big League is a, is a good one, too. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. It was another one, too. The sports kids' movies were a big thing. For, what was for the a while one there. where the kid could pitch? Oh, and he got his arm broken. Rookie of the uh, year. Or the angel one. Rookie of the year. Yeah, and then there's the, the angels in the outfield. Yeah, yeah, there's been a lot too. of those things, man. Yeah, who who, had, who was the coach in Angels in the Outfield? Mm, Chris Floyd. Uh, no. He? He oh, he was the angel. angel. He was the Danny angel. Glover. Danny Glover. Yeah. Damn, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Little Giants. <laughs> it made sense that we got Ed O'Neill. I almost oh, called him Al Bundy. Yeah, me too. Ed, Ed O'Neill is brothers with Rick Moranis and yeah. it's how you and think he's a Heisman be. Trophy winning yeah you know scored four touchdowns at Pokai <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect for him too yeah. you could see him playing that kind oh, of yeah. like like Nice guy, but just kind of that asshole brother. A football coach too. Yeah, you just know? a football. I coach love how he's always chewing gum. Yeah, always like. Fumbleruski, Fumbleruski, and ah. they have the great flashbacks at the beginning with Rick Moranis, kind of not succeeding like uh, Ed O'Neill did yeah. and everything. And it was just and that's how it is. Like when I grew up, mm-hmm. Dave was the athlete; I was not. Yeah, I, I could kick your ass at contra. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was my job, or I could quote movies for you and yeah. everything. But some people would just naturally kind of went to that athletics, and that's what was great about the Ed O'Neill character. But also, I love the fact that hey, we're gonna have the underdogs yeah. on our team. Yeah, what was great about it is Ed O'Neill's daughter. Yeah. went on the opposing team. Wasn't that what it was? I, no, it was Rick Moranis' daughter. Rick Moranis' daughter was on his team? Was on Rick Moranis' team. Okay, I thought one of them crossed over. Oh, Spike did. Okay. Yeah. I knew something happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spike don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Devin Sawa, this was one of the first times we saw him before yeah. he came out and did like Final Destination yeah. and SLC Punk and Idle Hands. Uh, Idle Hands. Yeah. Uh, the, I think the first thing I saw him in was Casper. He was Casper when he became real. Oh, really? Yeah, when he became a kid at the yeah. end, just to dance with uh, Christina, Christina Ricci. Ricci yeah. yeah, you hear she's in the New Matrix. Is she really? Yeah. Interesting. It's dude. great. She kind of reminds me of like a younger Trinity. Yeah, she's probably ten years older than <laughs> Carrie Ann Moss was at <laughs> yeah, that time. No so. kidding. Huh? Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, dude. A lot guy. of little great like character actor kids in this movie that oh, didn't yeah. go on to do a whole bunch there was one I, I, I gotta show you his picture while we talk about it why don't you tell me about one of your favorite scenes in it um, I, mean, dude, I got my, a bunch my absolute favorite scene is just the annexation of Puerto Rico <laughs> you know but um, I think I'm gonna be talking about that kid is that the kid with glasses yeah well there's two kids with glasses one is really smart the other one gets beat up yeah what's really the one easy. who was like flexing in front of the mirror yeah he's everything. the one that gets like wrapped up in the uh in, in the mattresses and stuff. That's what I wanted to show you. I, want, I like, want to show you what he looks like today because he looks exactly what you think he'd look like today. 
oh wow he does <laughs> he does like, he just looks like an older version of that kid like, yeah i would notice that kid walking that's funny <laughs> um you said something about sandlot just kind of on this <laughs> same thing with the picture here mm. um do you know who the rapper logic is logic yeah no i don't think so so there's this rapper his name's logic he did a song with eminem right mm. and on the video the whole premise of the video is that eminem's not going to be on the video mm. So Logic's like, oh, well, we'll get a body double for me, too. So he gets Squints from the Sandlot, who looks just like him. And Squints from the Sandlot is rapping this guy's entire what? song in That's the video. So I, I, I'll have to send it to you, dude. It's, it's hilarious. <clears throat> so random. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this one, they, they had the little fat kid that wore the Darth Vader helmet. Yeah, yeah the, the gas man. He's the one that had the peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> in his helmet. Yes, <laughs> Is dude. it blood? He's bleeding. Yeah. Oh, my God. Coach is a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, let's see. What else? There's some really... Well, I love when Spike gets introduced to the team, and they're talking about you know the ice box. And, uh, is this and, the one where they confuse the coaches? Like, well, because he goes on to Rick Moranis' team. Yeah, Rick Moranis shows up at... Because they're both called Coach something. Coach O'Shea. Coach O'Shea. You're Coach O'Shea. Yeah, yeah. You're Coach O'Shea. Who am I? And he does the Heisman pose. <laughs> like, oh, you're referring to my playing days. Like, oh, it's so great. Like, But he, yeah, so the Icebox is Rick Moranis' daughter. Yeah. And she's a badass, yeah. dude. She totally reminds me of a uh, Christina Ricci. Oh, she yeah. looks like she could be Christina Ricci's sister. Yeah. I wonder if she's going on to do stuff too. I'll have to look her up while you're talking. Go ahead. But uh yeah, so there he's like, Okay, who's you know, who's the icebox? And and she says she is, and Spike's like, Excuse me? Is ice bar uh is Spike mistaken? Is the icebox a girl? <laughs> oh, it's so great, dude. Oh, that's right. She was the daughter in uh, American President. I don't think I saw oh, that. Man, one. No, she, she's all looking now. Huh. She all grows up. Yeah, they tend to do that most <laughs> times. Oh yeah, I just, I had, that was my random line from uh, Swingers. Oh. Swingers at the end where uh, Vince Vaughn gets on the table. He says, "Our boy is all grows up and all grows up and all grows up." <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I also love when John Madden and Emmett, Emmett oh. Smith and Bruce Smith. That part is so great. Man. Yeah, dude. Like, because he's like. I just love it. It's so John Madden was so famous at that point. Yeah. Almost, he almost outshined the actual players because everyone knew John Madden as the the windbag who tries to give you all the yeah. red lines. Well, on and the he does it on he the does map. It. That's he's what's like, funny you know, about we it. took the 57 over here. No, boom. We then lost we hit it that. over here. And then yeah. that, how oh. we ended up here? I don't know. That's so great, dude. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, Emmett Smith was a gator. So, like, yeah. when I saw that, I was like, yes, yeah. it's Emmett Smith. That was before he was the all-time leading rusher. You know, he was just the leading rusher. I loved <laughs> all the stuff where they were trying to sabotage each other. Like, they, they I remember they called about uh, one of the, was it Ed O'Neill or oh, his coaches? Oh, yeah, dude. They made a, they, Rick Moranis made the kid making a phone call saying there's a creepy old guy in the bushes yeah. watching me and oh, everything. he's got binoculars. <laughs> he's like, got binoculars. Yeah. Oh, God. That's it was so, so funny. Up, but, oh, so funny. Yeah. It was all done in like good nature. It was a good, I mean, well, I'm sure they make these types of movies still, but man, you could tell the, the <laughs> shift that... Uh, Rick Moranis did and in 94 he did the Flintstones and the Little Giants and this was the time period where he had two little kids yeah kids it happens with everybody you look go back and look at uh, Eddie Murphy's career oh yeah and kind of look at it compared to when he had kids and mm -hmm. when they're like four or five and they all say it I want to make some movies my kids can watch yeah and that's exactly what all these guys do they eventually will go back and do all their uh, their other stuff afterwards but it, it's good that they would do that but I would arguably most of the movies that Rick Moranis 
would do, his kids probably could watch. Yeah. You know, I mean, these were all family movies, man. He did a certain, he had a certain style, you know. he He's not doing any strong R movies on here. These all PG, PG-13? Oh, yeah. Is there any R movies well, on Well, pa- I think Parenthood was R. No, I don't think so. That, really? No, that was PG. That was supposed to be for families really? uh, to watch. I mean, there was some touchy subjects in it when you're dealing with like, uh, when they were dealing with the masturbation and the uh, the physical harm for some of the stuff. But I'm pretty sure Club Paradise might be the only R, and I don't think there's anything in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even what think about that. Strange Brew? Well, Strange Brew is definitely PG. Yeah, well, I guess there was no PG-13. Yeah, there was no then. PG-13 yeah. until like 85. So I don't think he did an, uh, an R-rated movie. So that's interesting. I don't know how many people can say that. Yeah, no kidding. And be that Quentin successful. Quentin can't say it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Please come back Strong for Ghostbusters, arms. Rick. Please come oh, back. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's that's the hope we have from this episode. Yeah. That we get to see Rick again. I will definitely see Shrunk, though, if he does it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see it either way. If, if Josh Gad's in it, too. He could put out anything right now and i would see it just to be able to support him i think in hopes of him doing more most people would agree with you there and they would do it he is one of the more likable guys around and arguably it's because he hasn't been around to be hated (laughs) yeah no shit Uh, which is really but i mean he's been off taking care of his kids for the last you know what 26 years these kids of old are definitely uh grown up by now so come on it's got to happen i'm telling you dude just Take a little bunker somewhere, build the set. It's, it sucks that he had to get famous by getting punched in the face oh, in New York. Man. You know, it's just is shitty. And that's what I love that Ryan Reynolds put him in that commercial, though, because yeah. everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it's Rick Moranis. No, oh, that commercial was so great. Yeah, dude. it was funny. Was that a uh, Super Bowl commercial? Is that what it I don't was know? Funny? You yeah. sent it to me. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't get to see commercials very often. Thank God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I did see that I end up like on a Facebook scroll yeah, or something. Yeah, I follow Ryan Reynolds, and I think he was the one who tweeted it out uh-huh. uh, on Twitter. So, yeah. yeah. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's great. All right, that's Rick Moranis, man. Like you said, we'll hopefully get to see him soon. Definitely. But, and till then, watch all his movies, man. They're yeah. all fucking good. You should own them all. Yeah. Watch, watch them with the kids, man. Agreed. I'm, I watched a bunch of them this week, but I didn't get the Little Shop of Horrors, and I really wish I had, just because that's the song that you'll just be singing for the rest of the day in your head, man. I might have to do it now. (laughs) Uh, Next week, we have a really great pod. Me and Dave are going to do the best best original screenplays. We got 10 picked, and some of the best. Obviously, Quentin's going to be on it, P.T. Anderson, Charlie Kaufman. There's a a whole slew of incredible screenwriters. Last Dragon's going to be on there. Last Dragon, one of the best. (laughs) We actually got DeBarge calling in. Uh, then after that, we got some Spider-Man, Spider-Man franchise. Man, we got to get Spider-Man heavy now, man, because it's coming soon. We're well, luckily it. you gave me all of them, I think. Except so. for the Andrew Garfield ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I can find I'm those. I'm sure you can find those. Yeah. yeah, they're probably on Disney Plus by now. No, nice. You still have Disney Plus? Yeah. Haven't got pissed at me yet? Barely. <laughs> Barely. I haven't been keeping up with Loki. I've been wanting to let him kind of rack up a little bit. Yeah, I, I have I hate the week to week. Yeah. But I don't like spoilers either, so I got to I gotta be careful with it. I'm looking up the Black Widow release date right now. It, it listed it as July 9th, but, and I noticed there has been a little bit more press lately, so it might be coming out next week. Still says July 9th on here. Yeah. I definitely heard October. Uh, somewhere, so I'm I'm confused if it was maybe that's when it comes out on Redbox or maybe that's when it's allowed everyone can watch it or I don't know. Disney Plus through Premier Access. Yeah, on see July that's not 9th. we're not going to be able to see that unless we go to the theater, which maybe I will. You know, I mean I'm I'm fully vaxxed now. I eventually would like to go out to the theater for a couple sporadic movies here and there. Halloween yeah. Kills, I'll definitely be. I'll the be there. To see. Yeah. 
Uh, Give us enough time to see how this Delta variant's going. Yeah, from what I hear, the vaccination, uh, the fully vaxxed are pretty safe around. Yeah. So, good thing because everyone's dropped all their shit. Yeah. In town, especially. Have you at the uh, yep. spa? Yeah. yeah. I mean, people can ask us to wear masks, yeah. but we can refuse. Same. My like, wife I'm, just you know, went to the dentist and went to the hairstylist, and they both dropped all their yeah. protocols, too. I mean, honestly, I feel a little safer. I got my vaccination. Yeah. You no, know. that's what you do. You do it for peace of mind, yeah. and uh, you know, you're not going to get anyone else sick, too. Yeah. So. so, yeah, we got a bunch of good stuff coming up. And uh, so join us in the next couple weeks. And what is this, 192, I think? I think so it's we 193. Are, ooh, we are approaching 200. Yeah. We're going to do a wild card. We're going to do an awesome trivia challenge game. Am I going to be in Alaska for 200? We might have to either do it early or do it yeah, late. Yeah, we'll do it early or late. Okay. Yeah, we'll work that out. I'll let you know how it went. Yeah. <laughs> Dave won by default. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. You can see the prizes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would suck. <laughs> so, yeah, we got some exciting stuff coming up. But if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, shoot us an email, fascinatingwithfilms at gmail.com. We'll get back to you. You can also check us out on Facebook, and you can see all that. I got a great collage of uh, Rick Morenis for this episode. So, check that one out. And uh, you can also send us a like or a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes, and uh, we will greatly appreciate it. So, until next week with best screenplays, see ya! See ya, hoser. Jeez, I gotta take a leak so bad I can taste it. <laughs> <laughs>